Hey, everyone. We want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt's. You may know Roosevelt's as the company who makes those rad all-over print button-downs with just about every franchise that you love. They, of course, have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button-downs, but t-shirts, they do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello there and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hooky religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm Adam Russell. I'm Nick Gambarian. And we have a few guests. Ryan is insert how he died joke. Died Swedish death. Mike is insert some other joke. We're joined by Dano of the Dano Channel fame. Say hello. Hey, what's up? It's me. Welcome, welcome. And Sarah and Steven from Princess and Scoundrel. Say hi. Oh, hi. Hello. Sorry, we've got a weird echo over yeah. here. <laughs> so we can't hear you. You can't hear anything? We hear you too many times. That's the problem. Impossible. Um, well, stop listening so hard, I guess. Sounds like a you problem. Okay, we're fixed, I think, probably. <laughs> Who knows? Look, we're I'm, back. We're new to the internet. So. I know. This is our first time <laughs> with cameras on. Forgive us. Well, welcome. Have you guys also checked out social media? That's another new thing. What is that? <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. Is that like the Facebooks? It's like it. Search on Facebook or um, AltaVista.com. I just got my top eight. Go on Facebook and type in AOL. (laughs) Dude, you know, there's some like, I don't know what the exact stat is, but some like ridiculously large percentage of internet users go to something like Facebook by going to Google and typing the word Facebook and then clicking the link. Get out. Nice. Like That's scary. Google is optimized for that because people can't just go Facebook.com, enter. And these people vote, just so you know. <laughs> do you go to google.com or do you just go to Google? I feel like that would depend on your browser. Yeah, yeah like Safari, I just type yeah. it in the... If you're in Safari... You just type. Yeah, it's yeah. in the same field. And you just type. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's an all-in-one thing. Yeah, even on Chrome. I do the spotlight search more than anything, though, because if it can take you straight there and... Dano, you look so sweaty already. <laughs> I'm not sweating yet. Oh, yeah. Hi, Dano. <laughs> For anyone who's uh, not watching, Dano. I've got my leku on. <laughs> <laughs> you get, had an augmentation done surgically? I did, yeah. <laughs> they got enlarged. Um, <laughs> they're a little, a little longer than normal. And, yeah, I've got some leku on, and I will be... Um, playing with them profusely throughout the entire episode. You're welcome. Live will stream. you be wearing those at a uh, punk rock bowling this weekend when I see you? I will not be wearing them at punk rock bowling, but I might wear them to Mosh <laughs> in San Diego. Can I borrow yeah. them then? Yeah, you can borrow them. They might be a little sweaty after tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that like hand grease on the tips or what? what is that? 
Why are they so? On the t- it's just the darker purple color. All right, so that's not from accidentally going in your drink or from touching them too much. It's just the way they no. are. <laughs> <laughs> it might be from dirty. touching them too much, but yeah. <laughs> they're dirty. It's like the, the handrails in line, you know, in line at a for a roller coaster. <laughs> they're all just smooth and human hand oiled. <laughs> Yummy. All right, everybody, stop having fun. It's time to cry. Yeah. <laughs> ready. I'm not ready. So the reason we're all here together. Mike was supposed to be here for real. Ryan is actually in Sweden? Sweden. Sweden, yep. yeah. So it's 4 a.m. there. Was it Sweden? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sweden, Switzerland, same thing, right? No, it's not. No. That was a joke. He's in <laughs> Europe, so um, that's not working out. Mike had some stuff to do with Hondo Supply with his shop. He's bummed. He wished he could be here, but it's us and a dog, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dog. That's the goose. We are here to talk about some terrible news that we got this past Thursday, May 18th. Disney announced that they are closing after only 14 months the Galactic Star Cruiser. Idiots. (laughs) This is something that, like, in some ways was expected on some level, or there there are enough rumors about it, but in other ways, we didn't ever expect to happen because... We experienced this thing firsthand, and we had such an amazing experience, and everyone who's been on it feels the same as far as we can tell. So it, we were blindsided by it, to say the least. I know I was. I know everyone yeah. here was. And also, just as far as Disney goes, I'm sure there might be examples, but how do you give up on something that cost upwards of $300 million in 14 months? I know yeah. the answer, and we'll get to it. One of the answers. <laughs> one of the reasons. But... Like, mm-hmm. wow, short-sighted to say the least. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is like, it was something that you could, it, it, we expected, quote unquote, inspe- expected because it's like, oh man, like if they're bleeding or whatever, but there was kind of that thought of, no, they wouldn't, right? They, they've spent right. too much yeah. time, There's too no much way. money on it. Mm-hmm. It, it. In this day and age, it's not going to be just given up, you know, after, after such a short, short time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's embarrassing as a giant, massive business to be bad at business. And this is yeah. what this yeah. comes down to mostly. <laughs> the <laughs> the unfortunate part is the way that the tax system works and the way things in the United States seem to be so extremely shareholder focused. I mean, that's that's the answer. That's it. That's it. It's a thousand percent. How a big corporation that's, you know, like almost a century old or is a century old, for real, Mm -hmm. can do something like this, there's the answer. It's that stupid. Yeah. I mean, look no further than, I'll just get all my points out of the way now, look no further than them announcing that they were laying off upwards of 7,000 people this year throughout the entire company, and then they cancel or stopped the, what was it, a $2 billion, $1 billion campus in Orlando? Lake Nona Project? Well, there are other good reasons for that. That got cut, and now this, I mean... That's Star Cruiser's a write-off, like straight up, just so Disney can make their bottom line for their investors this year. It has nothing to do with the future or anything like that. So yeah. your publicly traded company, your fiscal year matters so much. Like these are all fun things, right? Hey, fiscal year, investors. <laughs> it's like, geez, man, <laughs> it's embarrassing. And like, the worst part about it is we can all be very upset with them. I am. But we also can't necessarily blame them. Because unfortunately, that's the way business works on Earth and especially the United States. Mm -hmm. And the way the timing, unfortunately, worked out with the pandemic, when this launched, even when Galaxy's Edge launched, launched, you know, I mean, 
the whole world got turned upside down. So it sucks and it's terrible, mm -hmm. terribly perfect storm level, bad timing. But God, dude, it's just, it's, yeah. it's so brutal. And we can all start telling sob stories about what we wanted to do. Even thinking ahead, like friends talking about like, oh, I can't wait to take my kid there one day when they're old enough. Well, unless your kid's going to grow up in uh, like a month and a half, you're screwed. That's <laughs> where we are now. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think it was one of those things that it, it's going to be ahead of its time. Like that yep. experience is not going to be able to be experienced in that way for, I think, a long time, just because I don't mm -hmm. think anybody's going to take that chance in, in the same way. Like they're going to they're going to do portions of it, but not the whole thing the way they did it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If Disney couldn't make it succeed. That's yeah. the thing. What chance no, does any other company have? Somewhere, someone else is going to try it, but it's not to that extent, mm -hmm. not, not to be that immersed in you you can't do everything. You're gonna you, have like Meow Wolf. Like Meow Wolf, I think is gonna be the extent of immersive experiences now. I don't know what those words mean. What? You played there. Remember Emo Night when you played? Mm. That was at Meow Wolf. Oh, the Vegas thing. Emo Night, okay. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you about your life, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But again, I think that it's that's something where you go you go to experience it, but it doesn't keep you there the way mm -hmm. Star Cruiser did. Like yeah. it, yeah. It, where you don't eat, sleep, and breathe it. Yeah. yeah. Th this, this is unique in that way where it keeps you there because you could go to a medieval times. You could go to these dinner theater type things where you're going and then you're leaving. But this was like... You're morning, living it. Yeah, you're living it. And then you're going the excursion. Like they created this whole thing that I don't think it's going to be that same. I think that was part of the problem is the packaging of it as mm -hmm. just humans or specifically Americans purchasing entertainment for more than like a four-hour block is really out of our comprehension. We don't, yeah. you know, yeah. you don't go to a, a sporting event or a big production that lasts more than four hours. Four hours is on the long end. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a really long football game that goes in overtime. But even that, you're still like, just looking at the cost of what that is for four hours, we can comprehend that and still look at it and be like, yeah, going to the Super Bowl is stupid expensive. Mm -hmm. And Sonfield did a great rant on this the other day, um, comparing NFL to Star Wars fandom and that kind of, the way that works. And we're just not used to buying 46 hours worth of entertainment at one time. And so yeah. when you present that high cost to people, we don't get it. It's hard to be like, wait, it costs how much? Yeah. Oh, no. There's no way. And so it's written off the second the price tag gets revealed because we're not used to buying 46 hours worth of entertainment mm -hmm. in one block. We usually yeah. stop at about four hours, three to four hours. Yeah. I think another big thing, too, is that they had a, obviously a hard time marketing it and they had mm -hmm. no counter for the trolls running with it. It's $6 million a night, you know, like the, they had no counter info at all. It's a windowless prison. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> the, the internet's going to internet and it totally did when it came to this and they just never marketed it right in the first place and then definitely did not counter any of the negative news. So that did not help. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So let's try to, like, break this down into a few discussions, all of which will overlap and is what it is. But before we get into the troll thing, because I obviously have thoughts, 
even though this is a completely moot point now, unless you manage to book between now and a couple days from now when that cuts off, I still want to talk about, I don't know, because I'm maybe because I'm just obsessive. I still want people to know that it's not what they thought it was, even though it's going away. Mm -hmm. So talking about that breakdown of four hours of entertainment versus, you know, 42 or whatever it is. It's not just entertainment the whole time, which is a big deal. If you think about it, like that's because it's a, it's a story. It's, it is legitimately live action role-playing for basically two days. In addition to that, it's like a five-star hotel. I've never stayed at like a full-blown five-star hotel for real. So anyone who has here speak up if I'm like overselling Not the here. quality of like the food and the service <laughs> no. and everything. I would assume the rooms are bigger. I'd say probably a four. Maybe I haven't stayed at a five, but I wouldn't say a five, probably a four. It's nicer than most accommodations you're going to get, especially at Disney. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and talk, talking about food and service, and maybe because we were on the second voyage, like just the, the level of, you know, I, I keep referencing when Ryan wanted that, that bandolier bag. Yeah. And he mentioned it to a cast member. Mm. They went down to the park, got it for him, and it was in his room and charged mm -hmm. it to the, to the room. You know, like that's not like, you know, Holiday Inn Express type shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's next level service and the yeah that's a concierge level service kind of yeah thing. yeah and the quality of the food yeah. and the presentation and everything that comes along with it is it's not like staying at pop century you know it's yeah. not like staying at whatever the next level up is they in that good better best model that disney has they went for the top first mm -hmm. and maybe that was the wrong move maybe another point that i think is a hundred percent valid is the the venn diagram of ultra star wars fans and people who have money you know like like that is a real small slice of of people so i think early on you got the people who are more disney fans necessarily than star wars fans that must have been something where they just wanted to experience the new disney thing and then they were never going to go back they probably weren't going to gush about it on social media they were just mm -hmm. you know people that were a little bit more well off that are disney like Club 33 members and all the, that type of people that weren't Star Wars fans. So they're, they're, it's just a one and done thing. Maybe they didn't even enjoy themselves that much, but they wanted to do the new Disney experience. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that that was a big deal too, is that they're just Star Wars fans spend a lot of money on things, a lot of money yeah. all year long, every day. They travel it's the, the world. It's the most expensive <laughs> fandom. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Why is it so expensive? Yeah. But, but I think that on that, on that point, if you're asking a Star Wars fan, there we're the, we're our worst enemy and yeah. <laughs> divided on originals, prequels, sequels, yeah. and yeah. everything. The fact that you know Disney is deep in that sequel trilogy, that you know mm -hmm. they keep to that. There was the Star Wars fans that are diehard. Disney did it. I don't want any part of it. Yeah, and yeah, and those were more likely the people that could afford to do it. Yeah. They just yep. chose not to. Because, yeah, mm -hmm. I definitely saw that trend in the beginning when bookings first opened. It was sold out for the first four or five months. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then a little bit more would get available. And then by the time 2023 opened up, like, it was pretty easy to get captain's table or suites and those things mm -hmm. were, that were really difficult to get before. You could get them again. And then when they started with the... And that's where it's just, like, so crazy to me is they just started doing discounts mm -hmm. within the last like probably six eight weeks they started mm -hmm. announcing discounts and yeah. it was selling it was picking back up yeah. like majorly mm -hmm. well but i mean I, like you talking about it right now it kind of if you really break it down you said approximately the first four months sold out and 
it, they didn't give it to a full year to, mm-hmm. you know, let's see what it does. Of course, correct. You know, that, let, that of course, yeah. correct, whatever. Because then that's when they also raised the prices from that Q, the Q1. Oh, the Q4 prices yeah. went up. And then they did the same thing with it this year. And I was just like, why? So that was like a bad time. That, you yeah. know, that Christmas time that uh, they, they changed the, when they opened them up. And we thought, okay, they're going to kind of course correct for the next year. And they just started kind of just going off the rails, discounts and, you know, not really data tracking, I guess. You know, it, that's what it seemed like. It was like, here's like, we're just throwing everything at it. All right, failed. It's closed. Let's just close it down. Yeah. Cause they like yeah. took, they, they went dark on voyages that already had people booked in them. Mm-hmm. Then they went down to two voyages a week in Q4. Like they were throwing a lot of stuff at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't even get a chance to see if it stuck. And they were just like, you yeah. know yeah. what? Let's just close it. Going back to the cost, I mean, it's not cheap. Obviously, it's not cheap. But when you break it down, it's like we're saying two days of entertainment, meals, you know, all inclusive style. Alcohol isn't all inclusive, but all your, all your meals are paid for. All of the experiences that you would typically like, you know, you go to Droid Depot or you go to Savvy's to get a lightsaber. If you kind of swap those out, you know, minus the physical part, you swap those out for the experiences like the, the lightsaber training or, I mean, any, any of the paths that you go down, the, the different little moments that you get to take part in and, you know, the big bridge, bridge training and then the, um, the actual battle, all the stuff that we could spoil now because it's done. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's all inclusive, not just on like the food level. You, you get like a maxed out experience no matter what. There's no just like staying at the hotel. I guess you could just sit in your room. But no one's going to do that. So you're, you're getting all of these things that otherwise would cost money to do. You know, there's no lightning lane thing to buy. You know, there, there are so many other expenses that you don't have because it is like a, a giant planned scheduled experience. You get access to the park as well. So you start to add all this stuff up. And to me, if you split a room like we did, like pretty much everybody does, unless you're a family that, you know, you bring your kids, it's not cheap, but it's not more expensive than a lot of other things that in my opinion aren't even half as cool. Like you could spend I keep saying this, you could spend that much on a generic carnival cruise to just, you know, go in a pool with a bunch of pee in it and drink a bunch of yeah. margaritas. Or you could go live in Star Wars for two days yeah. and have like the best experience of your life. Yeah. I mean the time I think people would argue, you know, an argument Carnival Cruise Line versus Star Cruiser is that a Carnival Cruise is like five days. You know? So it's like you get more time for your money, which might really weigh on a pro and con list for people yeah. instead of two days, you get five yeah. days. True. Sure. It's not star Wars. It's carnival cruise. And the food is pre diarrhea when you eat it. It's terrible. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It, it's, it's difficult. Someone, but I, I mean, isn't there like a comparable uh, Disney cruise, like a two day, three day. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Three. There's three day cruises yeah. for Disney. So. And the other thing is the cast members are actors. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not just picking like, any, you know, entry level, just got a job at Disney type cast member. These are all like extremely talented actors, singers, performers, and you're role-playing with them the whole time. Like they're on the whole time. They're not just saying, you know, bright suns when they ring out your churro or whatever, you know, like they're fully on the whole time. And that's something that's hard to market. So I get it. But like all of the stuff that we're talking about that's included in it until you go experience it, I just, I don't know how you would market it without mm. breaking it down like infomercial style. Like, would you pay nineteen nine ninety five? What if I told you it was so-and-so? You know, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know if you didn't go. Mm-hmm. It's one of those yeah. things I, I've leached onto, that phrase, is you really don't know if you didn't go. 
And that's part of the failing is how mm -hmm. can you market something like that? Like, yes, they failed to market it. Absolutely. But also on the other end, how the heck are you supposed to market something like this? It's really indescribable. And video doesn't do it justice. Well, that's what yeah. I was going to say. I feel like a professionally shot trailer in the hotel would that seemed like that should have been an option six months ago. Don't call it a hotel. It's, yeah, it's on the hotel, show, dude. <laughs> so uh, it just seems like there's so many more options. And, and they, they to, pivoted towards that. So their mm -hmm. initial marketing, I think we can all agree, was kind of a fail, right? Like the initial commercials and stuff they put out were not the best. That They were off to a rocky start. Mm -hmm. But once it opened, they later pivoted to a different style of commercial that was shot on the ship with real people there. Yeah. It was, you know, very produced. But they also like celebration. showed things that weren't accurate. Yeah, it came out during celebration. But they also showed yeah. things that weren't accurate, which is kind of yeah. interesting that they mm -hmm. they made it look cooler than it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kinda it's kinda weird to say it that way, but they added like some CGI stuff that wasn't really yeah. how it plays out in real life. And so there was they kind of went too far, I think, on some point. They overpromised mm -hmm. on their second half of their marketing. And it's just yeah, it's difficult because how do you even if, as many videos as I've put out and as much time as I've spent talking about it, I know that anything I've said, any words I put out there did not do the actual experience justice yeah. because yeah. it's something that really does need to be experienced mm -hmm. to be understood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would end every statement when I'm telling my friends about it. It's like, you just have to go. You just have yeah. to go. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, friends, the Ordinary Adventure had posted recently of their Saja experience. And like, there's this whole like deep emotional moment of, of that. Again, you can't explain that. Like you can't explain or you can't show that, Hey, you're going to, you may have an experience. And again, it's a may, cause you don't know, Yeah, mm -hmm. have an experience, emotional experience with this Saja. That's a, you know, force sensitive person. Like, how do you convey that in a, a video that, Hey, you, you may get emotional from this little thing. Or you yeah. may not get to experience that yeah. thing. So like our mm -hmm. friends over on the Heroes of the Halcyon podcast, they were with us on the big May 3rd voyage that we did, which I don't know if you talked about it on, on Think the Maker at all, but we did this like ultimate fan voyage where we had probably 100 people go on Star Cruiser for the May 4th voyage. And over on their podcast, they're talking to different people that were on that trip and every single one of their stories is vastly different. What motivated mm -hmm. them to go, what their backstory was, what they experienced. And we're all on the same ship at the same time. And I'm like, I had no idea that happened. Like yeah. I'm listening to these stories yeah. and I'm like, that's really cool that that happened for them. But for me, I was in the subway lounge most of the time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it is hard. There's just so much to it that you can't promise that you're going to get to do all of these things because it's impossible. And how much, how much of that is on us to be open to it, to like Star Wars enough to have mm -hmm. an emotional experience. Like you can't guarantee that for anybody, right. you know, yeah. like we went and cried because we're all a bunch of Star Wars freaks, you know, yeah. y'all are so emo. <laughs> there were, there was some dad who brought his kids on that, on that same exact trip who was just like, well, this sucks, you know, like yeah. that's just, <laughs> that's just how it goes. The really unfortunate part or one of the many unfortunate parts about it ending so soon is this all, I feel like, in time would have worked out. It would have worked out just fine. We could talk for an hour about things they could have done that, would, that are all great ideas that could have worked in addition to just, like, giving the thing time for word to get out and people to start to believe it rather than the knee-jerk troll reaction being the dominant voice. 
And that's how it's kind of always been with Disney. They work shit out. They've got the time and the money and the dedication to storytelling to wait, you know, to just put in the time. Yeah. And this didn't get that chance. And it, it sucks because I know, no, I don't know. I would assume that the lack of marketing at the beginning was partly them saying, we don't exactly know how to market this. And then the other part being, well, we've got this dedicated Star Wars fan base. We have these dedicated park goers. They do so much marketing for us. Let's just let them do their thing for a little while, and then we'll figure out how to market it in a bit. But then they just cut the head off the thing. Yeah. And it didn't get to play out the way a lot of folks probably internally figured it would go. And there's something to the fact, too, that I've heard from multiple places that because they're using it as a write-off, I know initially we were all saying, oh, maybe they'll just close the experience, but it'll still be a Star Wars hotel or some version of that. And I've seen Heath in our Discord chat is the probably the third or fourth person that is smarter than I am who is <laughs> saying because it's a write-off, they can't use it. Like Legally. it's Yeah. So yeah. it's done. You're not allowed Like, to. that's it. So short-sighted. Like, how is that possible? How could they not see, even in a normal hotel experience, no more Star Cruiser, just in a normal Star Wars hotel experience, how do they not see two-plus decades of revenue? Like, mm -hmm. this year is more important to their investors than the next 20 years. It's insane. Well, see, this is what we talked about yesterday, is, like, how poisonous is it where is... Everything that Halcyon was, the Gaia soundtrack, you know, these characters, are we not going to see it? Because yeah. in canon, like, it, it, the Halcyon is, is canon. And it, it was in the Princess and Scoundrel book. You know, there's comic books. So it's like, how much of it is going to have to be, you know, wiped from, from Disney? Yeah, written off. Is it just the building? And then, hey, if it's the building, okay, we could say that. Yeah. But we need that story still there. I don't think the lore or anything like that, because it's... It's intellectual property, right? I, I don't, I don't think it's it follows the same. I mean, I, I can't say for sure, obviously, but I don't think it follows the same tax rules as like the physical building, the property, the business called Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, right? I would assume, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the characters. I mean, they might not do anything with it. Yeah, it, it's a weird, it's a weird gray area. We really yeah. don't fully know. Because like Gaia, it's the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser soundtrack. Yeah. I think is what they call it. So does that have to go too? So if they're making money off of streaming that. Somebody text Gabe. <laughs> you know, he might have the answer for real. Yeah, that's true. So I think that's that's a scary thing is like if it, it's just like wiped from the face of the earth and it's a, just a memory. We're going to be those mm -hmm. weirdos showing up at Celebration in like our <laughs> Star Cruiser costumes. Yeah. People are going to be like, who are you? There was already talk earlier about doing a Star Cruiser meetup at San Diego Comic-Con. Sick. Aww. So the, it's already happening. There will be people at every celebration going forward. It'll probably dwindle over time, but there are passionate fans for Star Cruiser out there <laughs> that want to keep this thing alive within our community however the heck we can. I'm here for it. It's the next iteration. It's our version of Make Solo 2 Happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. Or like our version of the holiday special. I yeah. was about to say, And yeah. look where we're at now. We're starting to get... Some, I mean, we have Life Day at Batu West. Mm -hmm. They celebrate it and they show up and give us new food, new merch that day. So if the fandom is passionate enough and we show up, maybe, maybe, just maybe, something might happen down the road. So when we're in our 70s. Yeah. When yeah. we're in our 70s, We'll yes. have another Star Cruiser. <laughs> Great. I'm so excited now. Well, I don't know about a new Star Cruiser, <laughs> but uh, something. 
some way of acknowledging it, hopefully, <sighs> because it's not coming back. They're not going to reuse it. I think you're absolutely right. They, For tax reasons, they're not going to be able to repurpose the building for anything Star Wars. It'll probably become storage or who knows what or an office building. They'll have meetings in there or whatever. <laughs> but I don't think meetings in the jet. The- I don't think the public's going to be able to see it again is what I'm saying. Right. Like the public, we're not going to be able to go back into that building after September 30th. It's the what public. What if they like, made it like a lounge for the really, really rich like, you know how those secret lounges? The DVC lounge? Well, even higher than the DVC lounge. Oh, like the HP lounge. Yeah. There's the HP lounge at Galaxy's Edge. It's like a Hewlett Packard secret Which lounge. You're not making money off of it. That's true. There's no profit no. involved. Yeah. There are weird ways you can get around. We'll never like see that. it again, but. <laughs> That's what we got to make friends with. People. But don't they, <laughs> don't they literally need to bulldoze the building though? Mm-mm. They just can't yeah. use it to make money, I think, right? You can't profit off it is the like the. A hard line on that we've been we've been researching this <laughs> uh, yeah. tax experts now so they don't have to bulldoze <laughs> it they just can't use it to make money but it could be argued that using it for any kind of like elite lounge is still yeah, yeah. even if it's second or third two three True. degrees of separation if it's a perk it's still a, mm-hmm. yeah so god it makes me so and everything in it like all the technology and all the imagineering all the stuff yeah. i'm taking that compass it's just, literally garbage now <laughs> It's too ahead of its time and not for nothing, like just in a entertainment and in a capitalistic world, it's changing so fast. And I think you'll, things like this are going to happen more where, where HBO max was probably what, two, three years old and it already changed, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I think that streaming and just having like every competitive like so many forms of entertainment is just splintering things into mm-hmm. investors not making enough money yeah like i don't know what's you know i'm sure these people aren't losing money they're probably just not happy with how much money they're making also i mean just in general like you pick up your phone look at everyone's screen time if i don't want to. <laughs> your mm-hmm. screen time on your phone is like <laughs> five or six hours a day probably minimum so just the way people are entertained is just different Wait, only five Five or six? Oh, I'm I'm like eight. You kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I was like five or six. I don't have a normal what life. Do you, so. What do you do with the rest of your day? I, I work like two months a year. I'm, I'm, are you I'm in like a bridge club um, or do you like? <laughs> but just the way people are entertained, it's like you to to focus people into this forty hour experience, whatever it actually is, is it's hard. It's just a difficult. Thing. My, my daily average is eight hours and oh nine hours and five minutes. Just I think you got me. Oh, beat, I'm not playing that game. I'm, I'm uh-uh. in like eight for sure. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> well, the the thing, we talked about the perfect storm earlier. We're also going through this crazy transition from the old cable TV model mm-hmm. to the Ooh. streaming era. And what the theaters are going through is wrapped up in all of that. Now. And specifically with the writer strike. It's all happening at once. And yeah. everyone went all in. All the studios went all in on streaming and everybody trying to make their own service. And then they're realizing they can't make the same amount of money that they could with the old yeah. cable deals so they're all freaking out now and so many companies were just well, only because they need more money you know yeah. like <laughs> to keep their shareholders happy yeah yeah yeah. you gotta feed the beast and everyone's freaking out so it's like like you said this quarter this year right now get in the black right now mm-hmm. or else we're gonna lose i mean they, they could lose billions and billions and billions of dollars by people just selling the stock and they watch it mm-hmm. tank and it's just so like reactive and emotionally 
based. This whole decision, it feels like, like you're saying, exactly reactive and emotionally based. But it, like the way it all played out, it seems like that morning, a week ago, last Thursday, there was probably some meeting and they mm -hmm. said, here, here are six or seven things you can do to save your ass monetarily yes. end of the fiscal year. Pick a few. Mm -hmm. And they were like, okay, we're going to get rid of stuff off Disney Plus. We're going to kill this Lake Nona project. Uh, Star Cruiser, yeah, that too. Mm -hmm. and, and that was the morning. That's what happened that yeah. morning. All within a few hours, those three things were the ones they picked off the list mm -hmm. of ways they could shave off the bottom line, right? Yep. Yeah. And and that's what we just said. And that, that was the decision. Yeah. If somebody, ha if one person I bet had been persuasive enough, we would not be sitting here mm -hmm. having this conversation. Yeah. If there was one person in that room who said, well... We might be able to turn that ship around, literally, like, and mm -hmm. make you, you know, and make some money. But nobody was there to say so, and it was just, nope. That's the that's the third one on the list. It yeah. was the last one to get announced that day. I mean, it, an it, hour before market close. It looks like in the last week, Disney stock has gone down too. So, oh, it's still going down. Yeah. It's but and, and the yeah. crazy thing, good. Yeah, the the crazy <laughs> thing is, is like you're we're talking about like, and I think this kind of goes to Nick's point when he was saying is like Disney Plus not succeeding is like. When Netflix first came out, it was just kind of the old, you know, syndicated shows, right? That was mm -hmm. the only reason people got it because you were able to watch The Office, the office. The, uh, you know, all these old shows. That that was literally the only reason that you were able to do it or you got it. Yeah. And Disney just has these old movies. Doesn't mean we're going to, you know, watch it every day, but I'm able to go and, and watch it. But if you start removing it, I'm going to be less likely to keep it, mm -hmm. to, to keep yeah. that service. Like that serv like you want that service just to always be on my, you know, yeah. always having a subscription. Like you're worried about getting new subscriptions, but you just need to worry about the people being subscribed. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like the people that are, are there, like we're not going to keep it forever if you remove everything from it. You know? Yeah, the yeah. second an article comes out saying they're removing something Star Wars from Disney Plus is the second I consider actually not <laughs> yeah. keeping it. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, as of right now, it's a no-brainer. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, of course I'm gonna pay the whatever just to keep it around because it's nice and convenient. I literally to cancel have. everything else before yeah. Disney. Yeah, because yeah. it's got all my Star Wars on there. Easy. Yeah. Like even though a I program. own half of it on a hard drive a foot <laughs> away from me, it's all right there. But it's easy to access on every device by paying the, you know, $10 a month or whatever the heck it is. Yeah. And the second they start making that decision of like, no, well, we might remove some of it because nobody watches the Gendy Tartakovsky animated Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. So mm -hmm. it's not profitable anymore. Yeah. Then I might consider not keeping it around. But just even what you're saying is they should focus on the people that are already paying for it. They can't. Those shareholders need to see growth. There needs it's to be upward trajectory. And if it it's not upward trajectory, then they're a failure. And that's where decisions get made on that yeah. end of like, if it's not going up, then screw it. We need to start finding ways to make money. And it's it's gross and it sucks, but that's what rules the world right now. Stop being so reasonable, Dano. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I think the thing <laughs> is, is like, that's fine. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah. if you start removing things that I liked, that I was like, oh, I was going to get to it eventually. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to keep it. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. No. Netflix is on thin ice You're going the house. opposite way of what you were wanting. Yeah. The thing that sucks is the way the economy works, the way capitalism works, no company can last forever. It doesn't matter how much they change the world, how valuable it is to people emotionally and nostalgically and like as a utility. It doesn't matter. With Without eternal, endless growth, a company can't possibly continue because- 
of the way the stock market works. Mm -hmm. And it's so stupid yeah, when you think about it. Literally it's just dumb. so dumb. Like companies have to fail. Other companies have to come up in their place in order for this whole thing to keep going. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me furious. Like wh why do we live like this? <laughs> it's insane. I don't know because it's, I mean. It's well, it's talking about on, on that same point, the Disney resorts. After the pandemic, they started to nickel dime every everything that was Parking. free before and mm -hmm. they saw the attendance dwindle and it's like mm -hmm. it's because you're you're trying to nickel and dime everything so people like hey i'm not going to stay on the resort because i'm not getting anything out of it yeah yeah so i'm gonna go i mean there this. has to be consequences that's the hard part i mean i probably told this story about my magic key like annual pass on thank the maker but they sent no text email phone call when my magic key was expiring and I called to renew it two days after it lapsed. And they're like, sorry, you can't, you lapsed. You can't renew it. And I was like, there's nothing we could do. I'm like two days late. They're like, no, sorry. I'm like, what's my options here? They're like, your literal only option because the first three tiers are sold out. The only option if you want a magic key pass right now is $1,600, the top tier. And I'm like, hey, Mickey Mouse, sure, take my money because if I don't see the Millennium Falcon once every week, I'm going to have an aneurysm. So here's $1,600. <laughs> that, that was my only option. And 10 days later, all the keys went on sale again. So no, 10 days Dude. later, week oh and a half, God. Brutal. every single tier went on sale. So I spent Ouch. two and a half times what I wanted to because... The mouse needed his money that week, you know, like that's it. And I'll tell you what, $1,600 for the top pass. I don't know what it's like in Walt Disney World, but Disneyland, 0% worth it. Like all, any of the amenities you get are not worth it. It doesn't, you technically have less blackout dates, but you still are under the like thumb of the reservation system. So mm -hmm. you can just not be blacked out technically and still not be able to get a reservation. So what 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 am I paying money for? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's why I don't want to play ball. And that's why like, yeah. as a out of state I refuse. I'm like I don't want to be a magic key holder. It sucks. Yeah. It's not good. I mean, I guess that's my point is that there has to be consequences. So if the stock is going down, you have to vote if less people are going. Yeah, and and that's tough. It really is tough because my example that I gave is I didn't I resigned right away for more money. That's not consequences. They've got you know, us. like they they got They've their got way. You. Yeah. 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 The thing that's that's most tragic about it is this all started with a dude who cared about nothing but yeah. everyone having the best experience yeah, yeah. possible. Mm -hmm. You know, and like every corporation that starts, you know, every company that starts that way that becomes a multinational corporation, there's a turning point where either that person dies or you know the company's sold or whatever, where it just changes because mm -hmm. of all the, you know, the economic shit yeah. that we're talking about. This is funny. I was I was talking to uh, someone earlier and I was like, what is the point of like, for instance, I brought up drinking alcohol in Disneyland. You can't do it unless you're in Oga's Cantina or the blue Bayou or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, but that's yeah. like Walt. Walt didn't want alcohol in the park. I'm like, so this is where we're dying on a hill. You want to make more money, serve alcohol in Disneyland. You'll make billions more dollars, <laughs> but we're, we got to keep Easily. Walt's, you know, like Walt's vision. I'm like, sure. Walt also wanted uh, to give up on plans 14 months after uh, it launched. You yeah, know, it's the like, guy ran around with like hot dogs in his pocket. Yeah. Like, you know? yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's just ridiculous. Like certain things are like, oh, Walt this, Walt that, like history. It's yeah. like. It's called cherry picking. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys. Like. Yeah. Maybe that could have saved Star Cruiser. So pocket just... dogs is probably the move. Yeah. Pocket dogs. Pocket dogs. <laughs> Sell pocket alcohol, dogs. get pocket dogs. Starkers are saved. Yep. 
That's it. That's what this episode should be called. They just sell a pack of like two or three pocket dogs. Just in case. A Chewbacca, Chewbacca bandolier with hot dogs. Hot dogs and churros in it. <laughs> That's like yes. a pretty good idea though. That's a great idea. Got a little idea. sweet, got a little savory. See, I'd buy one. I, I'd pay 30 bucks for that. Seven dogs, 30 bucks, sign me up. Yeah. Yeah, mini, mini dogs, like uh, hot dog sliders. And I get to keep the bandolier? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like corn dog nuggets. <laughs> or they could do little lightsaber dogs, put a little lightsaber holder for the dog mm-hmm. instead of like corn cob holders, but a little lightsaber for the dog that. and just like suck them down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I remember hearing like there's like an Oktoberfest in Colorado and it's just like a big convention where beer serves. So people wear just like bandoliers or like necklaces full of uh, bagels and stuff, you know, the bread. <laughs> oh yeah. I've oh, seen that. Like pretzels, pretzels, right? Yeah. Pretzels. There. Pretzels. Oh, I've that seen that. Yeah. More than bagels. <laughs> what? I'm trying to think of what, it was some kind pizza, of bread product. Pizza bagels. So. So I went to uh, Punk and Drublick in San Diego two weeks ago, and there were a lot of people with pretzel necklaces. Yeah, yeah. And so I mm. asked one. I was like, "Hey, what's up with the pretzel necklace?" Like, well, we checked the rules, and that's one of the things you're allowed to bring in. It, like, they won't stop you from bringing snacks on a necklace. So we were able to bring in food by rocking pretzels, oh yeah. like dry pretzels. There were multiple people. I didn't ask until I saw like the fifth one, and I was like, "Hey, what's up with the pretzel necklaces?" And yeah. everyone's like, "Yeah, no, we all." Figured out, you can actually bring this in. It's the one way around the like no survival mode and drink rule. That's great, I was like, dude. Im- imagine what the back of the neck pretzel tastes like when you find oh, it makes its way around. <laughs> yeah, extra salty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't dry out either. It's nice, <laughs> nice and moist. Like goosebumps. Pre- you know, pretzel necklace, pocket dogs. You're yeah. set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these are all great. We're, we're starting a new business tonight, actually. You know, the next Mosh Isley, we're going to sell pretzel necklaces and pocket dogs. Yeah, that's it. I'm making this decision right now. <laughs> we'll gl- include it as a bundle. Yeah. Yeah, the merch Walt bundle. bundle. <laughs> Ends at the end of the month. Ends at the end of the month. The Walt bundle. Pretzel necklace and a pocket dog. Speaking of Mosh Isley, I text and you guys like laughed at me, but we have to have a Mosh Isley in, in someone's hotel room on the Star Cruiser when we go. All right. Okay. Just cool. our own, you know, our own crew. Oh. Bring the laptop. We'll bring, we'll bring a laptop and a Bluetooth speaker and we're having a Mosh Isley. All right. And lights. Who's bringing pocket I'm going to jump off the top bunk. We're all going to fit in the top bunk? No, I'm going to jump off <laughs> yeah, the top the bunk. Oh, okay. crowd surf. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to find one of the cats from out front and I'm bringing the cat. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're going to have a space cat in our room. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to catch one of them. Did yeah. y'all hear about the space cats? Not really. So you can leave Star Cruiser and go out front, like where you the sign is. Yeah, you got to have mm-hmm. a cigarette, right? Right. Or I assume. Yeah. like a service animal or something, you need to let them do their thing. Yeah. But Deanna was out at like 5 a.m. out there. One night, like and he's like posting mm. stories. There was this random cat that was out there, and he was like, "Hey, check it out! Hashtag Space Cats." And we were just kind of like, "Little cat, <laughs> little cat roaming around." <laughs> but it was just really I was random. Just like, wow, I didn't think there was straight. I didn't think there was straight cats. <laughs> but yeah, it was like three, four in the morning, and I'm like, "Look, there's a little space cat. Check him out. I'm gonna go pet him." I didn't get to pet him, but still. And then the internet loves cats. The internet loves cats. <laughs> yeah, so, and so yeah, the whole like the rest of the weekend or whatever, like for the next three or four days. I'd have random people like being like, dude, space cats right on, man. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't even know you followed me. And, and, like, right on. It was just like space three cats. to four days of positive reinforcement on space cats. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, you tapped into a whole hidden segment of the internet that yep. you didn't even I know. Had you no could to. I had no idea. I had no idea. 
Hey, everyone. We want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt's. You may know Roosevelt as the company who makes those rad, all-over-print button-downs with just about every franchise that you love. They, of course, have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button-downs, but t-shirts, they do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I hate to go down a dark path, but there was a great quote from Peter on your, your stream yesterday that is, it just op- opened up the floodgates and I typed all this crap down in my notes about trolls and how they negatively affect everything, mm-hmm. not just people's experiences, but ultimately it's like it's a zero-sum game. This idea of like trying to go after the man by trolling on the internet, it's just, it sucks. Um, the thing that Peter said that I thought was so spot on, so like poignant and just straight to the point, essentially trolls think that Star Cruiser failing means they're going to finally get what they want, that they won, you know? They're going to they're gonna force Disney's hand and they're going to get the version that they think would work out of the deal. Yeah. But it actually means we're just never going to get this again. Mm-hmm. We're never going to get anything like this. They're never going to take a shot. They're never going to throw a Hail Mary pass on something as bold and ambitious as this. So it's just a loss for everyone, mm-hmm. for yeah. everyone. Yeah, it's take my ball and go home type of stuff. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like really, like screw you guys. It's home. ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous to think that way. But these people are ridiculous. They think that they have. They're not thinking about the business end of it. They're thinking about like, well, if it fails, it's because of us, and they're going to listen to us. It's like, right, you yeah. are D. Capital D delusional. Yeah. And the same thing applies to movies, TV shows, whatever. Yeah. Yes, companies listen to feedback, but it doesn't do anything positive to anyone in the short term. And ultimately, it doesn't do anything positive in the long run because, like, that's why, that's part of the reason, in addition to, like, you know, the convenience of the way we watch TV now, that movies have to be, like, an event spectacle kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And people can't just go see movies because, oh, that looks like a good movie. It has to be this huge, massive cast grab. And they spend as much on marketing as they do on film production because it it has to be so big to offset the investment because of the gamble that they're making, uh-huh. especially yeah. with these, you know, dealing with fandoms like this. And the, it, like the haters, the trolls think that by trying to convince people that something sucks or, you know, convince fans to change their mind – some, you know, fans that already like something. I, I get this vibe all the time. Like, it's like they're trying to talk me out of loving something in the comments, mm-hmm. you know? 
Yeah. They think yeah. that if they can actually do that, that they're going to stick it to the man. They're going to force their hand. It happened with Solo, you know? I feel like there was, I mean, that, that movie had some stuff going against it, but the marketing or, or lack thereof and all of the haters, I feel like really turned the tide. It really just made everyone think, oh, this movie's shit. I'm not going to go see it. Yeah, that's how it's it works. It's a great movie. I mean, yeah, yeah, and it, and it it's a happened with movie. this to a large degree. You know? And think about this. I don't know at this point if it, I'm sure it didn't lose money, right? Right. But it didn't make enough money. And that's ultimately it, the issue is investors and- it, it didn't make enough that it can be considered a flop. Exactly. Right. It's like, that's my point. Technically. Uh, like with this, it's why make a indie film or whatever for $10 million if it's only going to make $13 million? It's like, what? you made? It's good. You know, like you did yeah. fine. Why do you have to make like- a hundred times because of investors and capitalism and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's just, it's like literally not a winnable game. Yeah. It will collapse probably not in our lifetime. Maybe climate change is just going to kill us all before it collapses. I don't know. Hopefully. But hey, but, but maybe that's why it is like a, happening the way it's happening because the world's going to blow up before anyone, <laughs> before capitalism ends, you know? So it's, it's like, Hey, I want to be the, I want to, be the in the top one percent of the one percent when the world explodes you know like maybe people yeah. will get a boner over that i don't know <laughs> and dan like maybe you could answer this because we're, we're fairly new to the disney realm but i kind of feel that when it was the creatives more in charge that's when disney flourished yeah and when they had the business people making business decisions things started to tank yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I mean, it goes both ways because this decision was technically made under Iger, right? Mm-hmm. To close Star Cruiser. This was an Iger yep. era decision, but yeah. under the Iger era, he was also very procreative. And yeah, a lot of that was weird. undone when Chapek came in. It is very weird. It's a, it, that's why this all doesn't make sense. And it's that much harder to deal with. I think it's bring in, to me, it's like reeks of like bring in the guy everyone likes to be the bad guy. That's you know? what it yeah. feels like, yeah. like big time. Yeah. Because it's not just him, it's, it's a like board. Him. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when when you let the creatives go and you give them power, like things, we've seen some great growth and some really cool stuff on our end as consumers. We've seen the byproduct of some really good stuff when you let the creatives do their thing uninhibited. But again, where it's it's a board, it's shareholders, there's all of that stuff that you now you have to think of before you think of letting the creatives have their way. And that all supersedes it. And it just, we're just stuck in this... This hell of like, no, it's got to, if it doesn't appease shareholders, they're not making enough, then we don't get it. It's like, bro, go watch your own documentary, please. <laughs> go watch your own Imagineering story. Serious. Yeah. Learn. Jesus please. Christ. So just to try to wrap up this, this hater thing, like the point I'm trying to make is that everyone loses in the end. Like if, if the haters do actually force the hand of the company because the vocal minority is loud enough that that they must have done something wrong, right? Maybe they're going to change. Then we're going to be in the kind of situation we are right now. Or the haters are just going to be ruining a bunch of people's experiences and change nothing because the thing they're trying to change is actually a great success. Like the sequel trilogy, three of the highest grossing movies of all time, still somehow is, you know, a failure to this segment of, of the fandom, you know? So yeah. the only thing they're going to do, they're not going to change they're not going to force the hand of a company who has just created three of the most, you know, the highest grossing films of all time. They're just going to make everyone's experience shit every time they get on the internet. And that's not going to make them happy. That's not going to make 
the, the person who's already pissed off, like they're, they're unhappy to begin with. There's something else they're grappling with. They're, they're not understanding their own experience there and they're lashing out to other people. And like that, that even applies. Like I won't say names. We all know who we're talking about, but like a, a cast member came at all of us in our DMS in response to our posts about the, the Halcyon closing. And it wasn't someone who worked there. He worked elsewhere in the park. But it was it was very snarky. Different park. Yeah, very very snarky and very you know kind of I told you so, yeah. kind of like see neener neener like it you know that kind of crap. It was gross. Yeah, it was such a bum out, and I like went back and forth with him. I didn't even know he was a cast member at first, but I, I ended up stopping the conversation before I just got too deep because I do that kind of thing. But I just wanted to be like, dude, what what are you getting out of this? Yeah, and what yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah. If you've been if you've been at Disney for a decade or whatever. When did you cross the threshold from a person who loves Disney and is dedicated to helping people have magical experiences to someone who wants to go like poke and prod and and just fuck with people who are already having a terrible emotional experience because of something like this, like Sarah, something that feels like a death, you know? What are you doing? What are you trying to do? Yeah, but I also think it's when there are people like that that don't, know how to process their own emotions about things like that. And so because they weren't capable of experiencing something, they're against it. And so when Mm -hmm. they see people really rallying for it in this community that's been built, they feel like maybe they're on the outside of it. And so they attack, right? Mm -hmm. And they get get defensive themselves. And so I think part of it is just the the trolls that have always been around and just hate everything that Kathleen Kennedy's ever done and... (sighs) But then there's these other people that they they probably did realize that Star Cruiser was a really cool thing if you could afford to go, but they felt slighted that they couldn't afford to do it mm-hmm. or just things didn't align. And so when it's closing, they're all like, well, good, now nobody gets to do it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, for us that did experience it, we're like, well, this is a huge blow yeah. to us. Like We feel yeah. very impacted by this pretend cruise because it was so much more than that. And it's... <laughs> like the theme of this podcast has been, you can't explain that to somebody that hasn't done it. And you can't explain to someone who's incapable of happiness, you know, like (laughs) it's, it's more easy and probably in all of humanity, but definitely in the modern times, you're born closer to like a negative mindset than a positive mindset. It's just how the world runs. And until there's a massive like movement of, positivity and not like toxic positive positivity where like everything's good all the time it's just it has to be a personal emotional journey to be able to find happiness in other people's joy you know and like that's a big part of like me growing up in my late 30s and early 40s is that i'm happy when other people are happy i never want to be the source of one of other people being unhappy and it makes me happy to be around people who are happy. So if you're just a keyboard warrior and a hater, that's how you almost find this back door to serotonin, you know, like, mm-hmm. like bringing other people down gives you serotonin instead of the complete opposite, which is what we're talking about. Yeah. It's unfortunately human nature. I should have just said that instead of talking for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that we haven't even brought up yet in this whole podcast we've done is the importance of Star Cruiser to us specifically. Yeah. The only reason myself, Princess and Scoundrel are on this show right now, are hanging out and talking with you guys, is because of Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah. That's what kickstarted all of this. And 
like if people who may not be or maybe new to your audience or maybe new to us don't realize that if they if they weren't around last March or leading into it, they may not understand that is that the whole reason we know each other is because of Galactic Star Cruiser. And that's why this episode's important. That's why it's nice that we get to sit here and talk about this stuff and really like go through it with each other. That's why it's such a big deal that we're going to go back together mm-hmm. as one. Well, no, as it, one. It, there you it, go. As one. It literally ignited that spark because, you know, we talk about this group, but all these, you know, friends in, in chat and, you know, um, I'm watching the YouTube chat of people that we've met through other connections, through other voyages that we just geek out about this thing. Yeah. And we've become friends, yeah. you know, with the, the cast and crew, like just so many friends that have, you know, grown just because of this, this silly Star Wars hotel. Yeah. I built a whole <laughs> second career off of Star Cruiser. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a lot to process. I mean, Mosh Eisley is technically a byproduct. Yeah. yeah Mosh absolutely. is kind of a byproduct of Star Cruiser. Yeah. And it's yeah. one of those things like we don't really mention in the Mosh side, but having drinks at Sublight. And- <laughs> it is. It really is a byproduct of Star Cruiser. And I mean, luckily, Mosh gets to live on a little bit longer than Star Cruiser did, yeah. which is nice. But it's it's just one of those things to sit and think about. Like, yeah, without Star Cruiser, I would have never met Sarah. I would have never introduced Sarah to Mike and everyone else. And this this whole thing never would have like come together the same way it would without the existence of this silly immersive Star Wars project that costs way too much for people to enjoy. And it's just <laughs> it's just wild to think about. Yeah. And it's not just the circumstances. It's not it wasn't just the catalyst for us meeting, but the shared experience yeah. that brought us so close. I feel like talking about Mosh Eisley, the trust that we all gained from having experienced that together and seeing each other in completely vulnerable emotional states, you know, being our truest selves, I think is what allowed us to jump into this new business venture together, like head first. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. In ways yeah. that would seem reckless otherwise. Like within a few weeks from Star Cruiser is when you guys hit me up and were like, hey, this is the name. It's called Mosh Eisley. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I remember the morning I got the text. I was like, oh, my God, I love it. That's the greatest mm-hmm. name ever. And then the response was like, oh, so you're in then. I was like, oh, yeah. OK, I didn't. I, this is an invite. <laughs> OK, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like and that was what, three weeks after we had finished Star Cruiser for the first time? Something like that. I think we were like on a group call trying to get celebration tickets for all of us within two weeks of Star Cruiser. And then once we had the tickets, we're like, OK, now let's do Mosh Eisley. And it was like it was fast. It was really fast. It's a good idea. <gasps> Again, it's hard to describe. Is Sarah crying? Not yet. Crying. You almost got me earlier, but not yet. Uh, you almost got me too right now. So I was like, mm, it's not going to be me. It's not going to be me. <laughs> Adam, you're next. <laughs> Don't you dare. It's, it's hard to describe this just as much as it is hard to describe the whole experience of Star Cruiser because it's, it's hard to not sound like hyperbole, you know, like you're just mm-hmm. completely overselling it. But it's, to me, like the closest analog to me is going on tour with a band, like sharing a bus or being, you know, on a, on a tour together for a couple months, being with each other every single day, sharing, you know, doing the same stuff, sharing experiences. It's like, you know, minus all the death and trauma, like a version of what people go through in the military and in war and stuff. You're in this like heightened emotional state outside of your normal home life. And that shared experience just 
really connects things in a way that a lot of other things don't, you know, you can work with somebody for 10 years and not be as connected as we became from 40 hours of experiencing this thing together. And that's not just because we're all similar people that happen to just meet each other. Credit is due to to the Imagineers who created this experience, who put us in that place, in that experience, in that emotional state. They must have loved Star Wars. <laughs> no, they hated it. Remember? <laughs> Disney hates Star Wars. That's why they're trying to ruin it. And KK. Mm. She hates it. Right, wants right. to destroy it. Yeah, that's the point of spending $4 billion <laughs> on a company, right? Yeah. To destroy, destroy it. it. Mm-hmm. And then that was the thing. So at the beginning, we were very optimistic about it. And we went to it. We loved it. And it was one of those things that we kind of watched because there was all the trolls and they, they were saying it's going to fail, it's going to fail, it's going to fail. But then we were waiting for people that actually experienced it. What do they think of it? And it was so hard to find someone have some kind of negative review of it. I don't think I found one. There may be that some aspect gone. That, yeah. that actually had gone, yeah. that, there's, that it was a terrible time. There may have been something that they didn't enjoy, but, and, and hey, that's fine. Like you, something didn't work your way. Yeah. But overall, people were like, it's worth the money. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's and and it's, I think that was like the the most telling thing. Like there was people that we you would look at and you're like, okay, let's see what they say. And they would give good reviews. Yeah. It, it, but by no means was it like a perfect experience, Star Cruiser. Because I know when halfway through the first day, I had already, you know... I'm a travel agent. I sell Star Cruiser and we're halfway through the first day. And I think Steven and I looked at each other and we're like, are we having fun? Is this enjoy? Are we (laughs) getting the point of this? Like, what is the point of this? And we felt a little lost. And then of course, by the end of the voyage, we're like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. We have to come back. We've got to figure out how to, how we can come back. But it's just, it's a hard thing. It's just understanding it. Like It's understanding. Even when you're in it, you're like, but I want to go do those things. And my friends are doing these cool things over there. And I want to, I want to do all the things, but I think like FOMO, FOMO, yeah. but that's what Nick is saying yeah. is like, once you're in it and you really experience it and you connect with the people that you're on the ship with, you feel nothing but joy for them experiencing these things, even if you didn't get to do it. So like, ref, you know, referring to Peter and Kitra's video, Ordinary Adventures, like they shared this scene in the, with the Saja and I felt nothing but happiness watching her experience this because I know that that meant a lot to her and because it meant so much mm-hmm. to her and it it filled her up so much, that in turn made me happy. And that's what's the crazy thing about this is it feels like, and especially at Disney, when you're like having to wait in lines for a long time, like you don't want to give up your spot in line and let somebody get in front of you. This is such a collective experience and everybody's just mm-hmm. rooting for everybody. It doesn't even matter if you're on the resistance or the first order side of it. You're just, I'm happy. You're happy. Nothing like that exists and no. will exist for a yeah. long time now. Well, and then kind of on that, I, I remember Dano saying on this last, like, I don't even know what I did. Like I, there, there could be that feeling of, I didn't do anything. But then when we started thinking about like, oh, it, it, well, <laughs> but, it, but then there's like, oh wait, I did this. Yeah. I talked to this person. Yeah. I did this, and you're like, oh, like you know, I, when, when we're talking about the the our voyage is like, well, I did this, and you're like, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know you did this. Like, oh yeah, we were just like chatting over here on the side or whatever. Oh, you know, I bumped into SK and you know did did this or whatever. So it's like you do things inadvertently, just being there. You're you're not like mm-hmm. trying yeah. to do anything. You're just 
you're just being a star war. Like you're, you're not <laughs> you're trying to, it, yeah. you're not trying to do it. You're just doing it. Yeah. And so you don't feel like, oh yeah, I did this, you know, kind of moment. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm just hanging out and having a drink, missing story points because we're hanging out with Chewie. Yeah. You know? We're trying to dissuade yeah. a character from his storyline because we're just like, like hey, have a drink. Chewie's here. <laughs> Come drink with us. Mm-hmm. You're right. There, There is a lot of stuff that I, when I look back, I'm like, oh, I did that. I walked the runway <laughs> for the the fashion show thing. What? I forget that even happened. I and I know. like I I walked out and I owned that thing. You were confident <laughs> I, walking that I runway. I was good. I was he feeling was, good at that point. We, on this we, last we, journey, yes. we had been at the Sublight Lounge. For, yeah, this a couple weeks ago, we had been at the Sublight Lounge for quite a while. I was probably like six or seven deep. Yeah, I, I walked the runway with like a drink in my hand out there. And it was. <laughs> It was ridiculous. It was the footage of it just cracks me up so much because I forgot that I did it until like after we left. I I saw a picture in our like my Disney experience app or whatever with the photos. And I was like, I did that. And then it all flashed back. And I was like, oh, my God, I did that. I totally walked the fashion show runway. And I probably cut off like 10 or 15 people who were in line. I didn't care. (laughs) I just jumped in and did it. And it was just like one of those things. Wow, I would never do that anywhere else. I really wouldn't. And so it was just it yeah. was an interesting kind of fun thing. That's the power of the thing. Like we, we talked about from the very beginning that the key to the experience is fully letting go. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And just being your, your most genuine self. Sarah, you had a point earlier, and I want to get too far away from it, about just being happy for other people being happy. There's just this false narrative in the world of, and it ties into this of what Adam is saying is like, if... I'm a troll and we complain enough, they're going to listen to us and we're going to get our way. And it's just not how things work. Like there's nothing that you gain for being happy for other people, but there's a false narrative of if you tear something down, you gain something from it. And it's just not how the world works. Like there's so much, especially like, I'm sure you could tell where I lean politically. I mean, it's all, I don't think the system works, you know, Anakin Skywalker, but like, there's a whole narrative in politics, especially in American politics, of we have to take things away from people and I'm going to get more. And it's just not how it works. You know, it's like you can't take away freedoms from people so you could have more freedoms. It's not how things work. So there's just a lot of things here that are just people need to think for themselves, which they don't. And this issue of like happiness and self-joy and self-happiness and be happy for other people has like no benefit, no tangible benefit. So it's just not something that people like subscribe to. It's it's sad, really. I mean, there's yeah. no tangible benefit, but you're not miserable all the time, which is like really dope. Sure, but that's hard, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That takes, I really like, enjoy self, being happy. It's but nice. that takes, exactly, but that takes like self-realization. Like how yeah. many people, like we all know each other and get along because we, I think on a certain level, we all behave the same way, you know? Like our behavior in society is similar. Um, and it's just, uh, it, there's, what's the benefit of that besides, hey, we got some great kick-ass friends, but it didn't, it didn't keep the Star Cruiser open. And you know, the wild thing to think <laughs> is like, it, we're, it's just thinking of like, if the trolls want to be trolls, go ahead. Like you're, we're saying, if that makes you happy, go ahead and be happy. Just like, like be a troll. <laughs> just over there. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's the crazy thing. It's like, <laughs> don't do it in my that space. That makes them happy to be a else. troll. And we're yeah. just like, if that makes you happy. 
be happy. But, like <laughs> yeah, but we don't want to hear about it. So that, okay, so that kind of dovetails into like the point that I was going to make, which is we're talking about how Star Cruiser personally impacted us as a group, you know, our podcast, our channels. But think about, that's just what, seven of us? Think about this community that it's created and it's, mm-hmm. we've helped foster that. That is like purely positive about something Star Wars, which I don't think has actually mm-hmm. ever existed before, where there has been right. this pretty sizable community. I mean, we have thousands of people in our Facebook groups that just love talking about Star Cruiser all day long that never have anything negative to say about Star Wars. And they connect with mm-hmm. it on such a personal and almost religious level. And they all support each other just in the ways that we do as friends. And they're strangers and they may have never met each other, but they've bonded over this thing. And I think that's one of the biggest heartaches for me about Star Cruiser coming to an end is that we're not going to get to continue to grow this incredibly positive community that happens to love Star Wars because, like I said, that's that's hard to find the <laughs> find these groups. Yeah. See, being being happy has no benefit. There's no benefit to being happy. Dang it, Nick! You're making right. my point. <laughs> <laughs> and that that also that applies to you know talking about something we're going to lose experiences that people are going to lose joy that will be torn from our hearts. That goes for the cast members too because they're not just clocking in at this thing. Like I, I can imagine. A handful of cast members who have been at the park for who knows how long and they, you know, don't always have the best days, whatever. And then they get to go do something like this and it's on a whole other level. Sarah, I know you, did you have a quote you wanted to read from a cast member, maybe a post or something? (sighs) You going to do it? (laughs) I'm I'm muting it. I can't listen to this. I can't listen to this again. Hold on. I got to pull it up. I wasn't ready. I can't be the first one to cry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was a great one from uh, from Robbie who who was our wraith on the first voyage, and he was only on four altogether because he wasn't you know he wasn't the original person person cast he was kind of filling in, but he he had this really heartfelt caption that he wrote to a photo a bunch of photos of him on on the Star Cruiser, it just really just being thankful for the experience that he he got to be part of so many people's lives you know for a period of time that people consider to be the best time they've ever had and how honored he was and how thankful to be a part mm-hmm. of that. So he showed me his notes from our cruise, his handwritten, oh, he had a picture God. of his handwritten notes from our cruise that he took after night one. No way. And he had wow. our names written down yes. no and way. he knew that he was going to bring us on. He told me, he's yeah. like, look, there's your name, Dano. There's Mike. There's Everyone, Sarah. And next to Mike, it said, watch that one. <laughs> so great. Yeah. He had notes written about us at the end of his shift that night. And he was like, no, I knew. And he knew like about me and had seen my videos or whatever that we and Sarah had done beforehand. He's like, I knew before you got there that I was going to bring you onto this. And I was like, I, I ended up becoming Wraith's right hand man and helping with the heist. I held the Hyannanea in my hand and I had no idea that this actor who was you know, working an hourly job doing a thing mm-hmm. had went home that thought night about right? <laughs> it went home that night and like <laughs> figured out no i'm bringing this guy on this is yeah. it blew my mind to learn this and these mm-hmm. cast members are just insanely talented and that magic they bring to us just it sucks so hard that it's gonna go away yeah. because there's yeah. never been anything like this before by the way we did see robbie recently and we got him to film a video for you nick <laughs> oh nice <laughs> <laughs> when do I get to see it? When does it drop? Yeah. When does the video I'll drop? I'll send it to you. I'll okay. send it to you. 
Okay, I'm gonna obviously remains anonymous. This is I'm ready from somebody that works on Star Cruiser. <clears throat> Says I'll never forget before Cruiser opened. We were all so worried of the reception and how people would react to it. And I want to cry already. <laughs> and if what we were doing is crazy. Oh, no, don't do it. But we watched one of, if not the first interview between you and Deanna about Star Cruiser. And we were like, oh, man, they get it. They're going to absolutely love it. This is for them. And they're the reason we're doing this. And we sent that video throughout everyone in the cast. So to be here talking to you about it now is magic. You guys are amazing. And it wouldn't have been anything that it was and still is without you. That's real. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and it's, that's why we, it sums it up. I mean, yeah, we, we loved it. I loved, I love Star Cruiser so much. It was more than a vacation. It was more than, you know, being in Star Wars. It, it changed me. I'm going to get my toilet paper out. <laughs> um, for the record, Sarah cried first. <laughs> Y'all made me. Adam put me up to it. <laughs> you must have betting against well, her. I'll, I'll take second. I will take second on that, but Sarah cried first. <laughs> Star Cruiser changed me. I mean, it it allowed me to, like, figure out who I am as a person outside of, like, being an employee or a wife or a mom or a daughter or sister, like I got to figure out who Sarah was as a result of this thing. And I feel so lucky because I feel like a lot of people don't get to figure out who they are. And yeah, I mean, I'm figuring out who I am in my mid thirties, but I got this experience. Normalize that. Right? <laughs> Normalize figuring it out in your thirties. Yeah. yeah. But if, if it hadn't been for Star Cruiser and for meeting all of you guys and all of the other people that I've met as a result of this, you know, clients that have become friends, people that we voyaged with that we now go have drinks with every time we're in Orlando, the cast, the crew, I would, I don't know where I would be without it right now. I definitely wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's the, the other side of it, being a married couple and, and seeing Sarah, like Sarah had always been, supportive of me and I had my uh ADH tendencies of just having hobbies all the time and always supportive and seeing her really attached to something it, it was a beautiful thing like this is something that she really gave it her all and I am supportive of that and I and I we made changes to be supportive of that and uh you know just to see her go at the the success that she had is amazing. Amazing to just kind of see it and be a part of it. And like, I feel very fortunate to be your partner and see, see all this stuff happening because of this cry. little silly thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about, first of all, it was beautiful. Um, <laughs> but think about too, Sarah, one thing that while you were just speaking is think about how many people you were on the phone with or emailing with literally, guiding them towards happiness, you know, like all of those people that you booked for the last 14 months. It was just, it was the best part of this. Yeah. You're like, you're sending them on this amazing journey that is only going to lead to them being happy. It was you know, wonderful. Like, great feeling. Yeah. Being, a, I mean, I was a travel agent for this. So yes, I made money selling Star Cruiser, but it wasn't <laughs> even about that. It was, I got to help people live their, their childhood dreams 
mm-hmm. like, let me make this easy for you so you can go and make your costumes and 3D print your credits and do all these things that you want to do. Like, let me help you do this because I know how much it's done for me. And I want everybody to get to experience that. And then like my friends that I call in when I book, like the, the Star Cruiser specialists, when you call in and you book, like these are people that I've talked to for the last, I mean, booking opened what last October. So 20 months mm-hmm. and in four months, I'm not going to talk to these friends that I have anymore. And they use fake names. So I don't even know who they really are. <laughs> so. <laughs> I feel like they're my friends. They're probably like that crazy lady. <laughs> That's why they don't give you that real name. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, my life is going to change in a really big way at the end of September um, because I joke about it a lot and I'm trying, I'm not trying to make this whole thing about me, but uh, I literally eat, sleep and breathe Star Cruiser. We talk about it all day long. I'm always helping people. I'm always, talk, you know, booking or talking to people about it. And so this is really going to be the, the, it's the end of a chapter, but it's not the end of a book for me. And that's how I'm trying to, mm-hmm. to justify it in my head. It's like, it doesn't mean that everything that I've worked on for the last year and a half is over. It's just, it's going down a new path. Yeah. More time for Mosh Isley. <laughs> Let me rest, please. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be the same thing for the cast members. You know, they're, hopefully all still employed working somewhere else in the park, but it will be different, you know, and hopefully we can all look back on these few experiences that we've had and keep the good experiences in the front of our mind and not overshadow them with the anger that it's all ending the way it is. Cause I have a lot of anger right now, personally, just frustrated with a lot of shit because like I said, I get caught up in the comments and stuff. So it's, I, I let myself go down that dark path. Um, so I'm trying not to be in that headspace. It's, it's going to be tough, though. And I commented that on, on Robbie's post. I was like, I'm, I'm trying really, really hard to just focus on everything you said right now and the experience and not let, it, not let this bring me down. But it's tough. It's really tough. It's hard, definitely. I mean, we're capable of it, but it's still, still very tough. Well, at cons and things like that, if, if this really does start to become a thing... Maybe something else, something organic comes out of this. I mean, obviously building a business around someone else's IP is a, is a tricky road to go down. <laughs> they deserve it. Let's start ripping them off, man. <laughs> but, I'm going to show up as Gaia. <laughs> oh, Dan will show up as Gaia. I will show up as Gaia. Thank you. Thank you. There's this company. Um, I don't know what the company's called, but the place is called Outpost X. Heath and... Um, Armacan in the in the chat are mentioning this. Somewhere in the middle of Utah, they're building these Airbnb type things, like just single or you know just a few unit kind of things that are supposed to be very otherworldly and very obvious Star Wars ways. So people are seeing that there there's a market out there for it. I mean, there's you know there's bars like Scum and Villainy and things. I don't know who know who knows how much how viable any of these things are, who knows how quickly they'll get hit with a cease and desist and then a a lawsuit, but there are experiences out there to be had. We just have to go organize them ourselves now or, or turn something that isn't star Wars into a star Wars thing. And you know, that, that works at cons. We people have been doing it for years. So I don't know, wishful thinking maybe to some degree, but this is not the end. It will. The thing is, is that we, we, we could organize it, you know, the cool thing is we experience this thing. 
we will always have that. We're going to be part of the select few. So one of the things that they give you on your excursion day is this little pin that it says like sigil of the select, which I always thought was kind of gross, given that it was such an expensive (laughs) thing. It came off as elitist. But I have a new like wait, what is your look on this pin? It's a sigil of the select. It's not on the pin, but it's on the backing card. It's not Mm. on the pin. It's on the card. It's a sigil of the select right on there. And I always thought that was gross. I was like, that's that's nasty. But now that I think about it a little differently, now that it's ending, like we are the select few that got to experience this thing. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to, you know, a few years from now, people are like, oh, yeah, remember that Star Cruiser thing? No, we lived it a couple times, actually. Like we are we are part of that select that actually got to enjoy this amazing Star Wars project that not everybody was able to. So that's one of the things that I like on a positive note want to look towards just keeping those memories of like, yeah, I, I did get to make this stupid Twi'lek Leku headset based on Gaia. Like, you know, like I, I with a custom shirt, by the way, you know, mm-hmm. like, no, who else got to do that? Who else? It's, it's so cool. I love when things are like that, when it's things that like only me or a select few got to enjoy and just knowing that like, hey, I was part of something. And so on that note, mm-hmm. sure, there's the haters out there who want to hate on it. But at the end of the day, us, our group, the communities that me and Sarah run over on Facebook of a few thousand people who all love this thing. We're that select few that actually got to enjoy this, understand it, and know how profound and in some cases life-changing this all was. That's pretty cool. There's got to be a number. How many people you think? A couple thousand? Yeah, Sarah, get oh, the yeah. number. Yeah, what's your... What's the number? Give us, give us a quick rundown. I just rundown. cried. I'm not going to do math right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see straight right now anyway. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry if you oh, make fine. me do math. You're right. <laughs> Please don't make me cry again. <laughs> Acquire the number from one of your, your friends, Gary or whatever their pseudonym is. At, no, at, they have like at, fun, like Elsa, Alfred, oh, nice. <laughs> Meriwether. They're, they're fun like Disney names. Um, There's no Disney character named Gary? <laughs> Is there? I don't know. That's actually. where we're heading. They're going to stop so. taking chances with names, and everyone's yeah, just going to be like, "Well, that's Steve, the the new character." John. Just kidding. It wasn't Grogu. It's Greg. It's Greg. <laughs> yeah. it just oh, says it pronunciation. <laughs> but okay, so on that Star Cruiser, the experience is ending. The community's still there, and we we don't want that to go away. We want to keep at least the community piece of it alive, and so we've already started because we can't stop. We can never stop. We've already started working on ideas for how to bring the community together going forward. So stay tuned because it's we're not going to let this go away. Even if we don't have the, the hotel, if you will, we're going to figure out a way to keep to keep this community around. So yeah. we'll keep meeting up, hanging out, with finding me. events to put together. <laughs> yeah, it'll be yeah. good. Take over everywhere. Take over, take over everything. But I had got to get through the uh, the bookings <laughs> first. No, we start tomorrow then, before the booking. <sighs> you know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking Me forward to se- that <laughs> first. And second, several years from now, who knows how long, when this brief period of time, this 14-month period of time kind of fades into history and young people especially start wondering, yo, what was that thing? What was with that star cruiser thing that happened, because there are so few of us and there, there are so few voyages, there's going to be a documentary at some point, you know, that's probably <laughs> going to have a bunch of Dano's footage in it. 
you know, Sarah's probably going to get interviewed for it. There's going to, like, I'm thinking, like, Defunct Land mm-hmm, on yeah. YouTube. You know, there's going to be some kind of yeah. documentary or something, and people are going to re-celebrate this, and it's going to become, you know, even even if the even if this community kind of dwindles, the, there will be some kind of resurgence and a fascination with this, you know, quote, failed experiment by Disney. So it will live on in that sense as well. No, yeah. In the same way that you go to Star Wars Celebration and there's somebody dressed up as Gormanda from the holiday special, there's going to be people <laughs> yes. dressed up as Gaia. There's going to be people dressed mm-hmm. up as Saja. I know one person who's definitely going to do it. At Celebrations going forward. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, I will absolutely, Wait, like, if, if, I can make, if I can make Tokyo happen, Gaia Stop will it. probably show up there, or at least a Saja, bare minimum. There will be some Star Cruiser representation on my end. And that's just me of thousands of people who got to experience this and love it just as much as I do. So it's not going anywhere. And with Star Wars fans, we dig into that nitty gritty, those side characters, that stuff that didn't like, you know, isn't the forefront, your Luke and Leia, your main characters. Mm-hmm. We love those fringe things. And that's what Star Cruiser is becoming, is one of those fringe things that if you know, you know, which always is kind of the really, really cool spots of Star Wars. So this is this is kind of right up my yeah. alley. I, I wish it wasn't that way because I'd love to see it stay around for longer. But I've always gravitated towards the weirder side stuff. And so now, like, I'm trying to keep positive about it is that's kind of cool. Like, hey, I know about this. This is my piece of Star Wars now. Yeah. Not everybody gets to have that. I get to enjoy that on my own. And that's uh, there's something to that. Dang it, that's going to make me cry, too. <laughs> <laughs> if we can all think about this like a thing that just happened that was for a limited time and not think about the reason. It puts it in a total different headspace Mm -hmm. because there are lots of things that just happen, one-off things or specific years of Star Wars celebration where only so-and-so cast members were there and you you were either there or you weren't. And we can think about this in the same way, you know? We were there. We were there. Put the capitalism bullshit out of our minds, but yes, rejoice for the fact that we were there. That's what I'm going to have to do, because otherwise I'm just going to get pissed off. And hopefully going one more time. <laughs> like, it, it's such yeah. a privilege. We got to do this, and we're yeah. going to do it yeah. one more time. And that's really we cool. We get to do it one more time. Hopefully. Yeah. You know? Hopefully the phone lines are in hopefully. our favor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about it. I feel like I only found out about it recently, but there's a photo of me, Ryan, Adam, and Austin Romero hanging in, like, the crew quarters or something, right? From the second voyage? Yeah, on the crew level in the hallway, yeah. there, there are photos of the month uh-huh. that were taken by, you know, it'll have the name of the photographer who took it yeah, and oh. the date of the voyage. And we're the second one, I guess, yeah. on the Oh, how yeah. cool. That's pretty crazy. That is cool. Oh, you cool. guys didn't know, I didn't that? know that? No. no. Uh-uh. I thought I said it to the group. Yeah, yeah. Must have been a That's different cool. group. That's <laughs> cool. Y'all are so fancy. <laughs> well, they shared my YouTube video with everybody, so... There you go. <laughs> yeah, one of the cast members sent it to us. Which so on that note, so we had a uh we went to what was a Revenge of the Fifth Party, Sixth Party, I don't know. What yeah. But we went to this party, it was a bunch of cast that were there. And one of the cast members who was who played a Sammy on our voyage that just ended that day, he found I was coming out of the bathroom and he like found me and I was I hadn't been following him. I wasn't familiar with who he was, but he stopped me as I was coming out of the bathroom. And he said, hey, I just have to to like thank you for all of your videos and your positivity leading into this. When we were in training, we would share your videos with everybody, just kind of like compound what Sarah was sharing. 
in and he had this like just very sweet moment with me where he was just like thanking me for all of it and i was like i don't i i know you were our sammy but i didn't i didn't do much this trip so i didn't really like get to talk with you but we we just had a nice bro hug for a minute i was like dude just bring it in just bring it in and it was just this very sweet moment i was like wow it, it, he he said i was like a spark of hope which has never been hope. said about me ever in my yeah. life, or a beacon of hope, it was which has night, never though. been said about me in my entire <laughs> life. It was very late. We'd all been having a lot of drinks, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like this moment of like, oh, my God, really? That's, it was just, it was crazy. And then later in the night, he also said about our May 4th cruise we just did, best f***ing cruise ever. And shouted it mm-hmm. loud. Nice. And I like <laughs> yeah. the second he said that, he like looked around before he said it. He's like, look, he was talking to all of us. Like, look, this cruise. He did a pause and looked around. Best f-ing cruise ever. <laughs> and in the moment, I stopped and I wrote it down as a note so I could send that to Sarah later. <laughs> like, it'd be like, you did that. You did that. You helped pull all this together and make this specific cruise for these cast members the best one ever. How cool is that? So here's where it breaks my heart. I'm going to cry one more time on the podcast and then I'm not allowing myself to cry anymore. It, Nick's going to take take over for crying. <laughs> so, so we organized this big May. It was started on May the 3rd. So I either call it the May 3rd or May 4th uh, voyage. We organized this big thing of like people that just really love Star Cruiser to be there. And it wasn't anything we did. We were just like, this is going to be amazing because we were all going to be there. But all of the people on that cruise played hard and they planned extra activities after the story ended and like had super cool swag that they were handing out to people. And they just went all out with their costumes. And it was this beautiful two day experience that we all had where everybody just, it was just cranked up and you could, the, there was this huge, like the applause when they say, welcome to the star cruiser Halcyon. When Captain Keevan says that at the beginning, it was like 30 seconds of people just losing (laughs) their mind. And that's the energy of the whole cruise. And for us, we were afterwards, we were like, oh my God, that was amazing. We, we pulled it off. Oh my God, thank goodness, right? And then to hear some of the cast and crew say like, we needed this energy. We, thank you so much. And I was talking to one of the cast members the night before the announcement. And they said the energy that we brought to that cruise, they're still riding the high from it. Even the cast members that weren't on ours in particular were still just like elated from the energy we had brought a week or two prior yeah. And then fast forward 12 hours to hear that it's closing was just like, mm. it felt like going from the highest of highs about Star Cruiser to just like, it's over. It was, I think that's what was really hard to process was just, we weren't just like sitting here in the middle and then went down. It was yeah. just like a, it a was full drop. It was a stark drop. contrast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Complete yeah, 180. Yeah. So. That's brutal. Way to bring so it that's down, a Sarah. Note. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but we're going back again we're going back we get to do it again some point hopefully we get to hopefully do it again and make it the best damn cruise we've ever been on yeah we're lucky sarah we're lucky to have you and it's not gonna be easy you can't just you know call a friend and make it all happen magically you're you're still gonna deal with the phone crap it's it still is what it is but it's gonna be brutal i feel lucky that we all have you to, (laughs) to to give us it's gonna be like the fir- like the at the beginning, right? No, the first day, yeah. calling in all day. It's it's gonna, it's gonna be gonna long end, days. End the way that it started. 
Yeah, it really is. It's going to be long days, but um, I'm happy that there's such a Sitting. surge of people that do want to go see it one more time or one time before it goes away. So okay. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy that it's getting the send off that it is. Um, despite the long hours it's going to be for me on the phone. That's all right. I'm happy to do it. I'm carving my name somewhere. Yeah, same. Oh, we didn't even think about carving our names. It's done after that. We've been talking about what do we want. I want a sublight lounge (laughs) booth. Yeah, just take some. What are we taking? (laughs) How big luggage do I need for the Ripping sconces off the walls. Yeah, Yeah, it's all going in a giant dumpster anyway. Mm. Anyway, so... um, (laughs) (laughs) Just one big dumpster that the whole building goes in? Oh. Yeah. (laughs) It looks like the ship itself is like this. (gasps) Did I just break it? Oh, I just broke no. my ship. I gotta go back. There. God, I dude. Speaking of those things, I'm concerned. You know, if we're on one of the last few voyages, that the gift shop's just gonna be empty because mm. I, I need to spend money in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be rough. All right. Well, let's cheers. Let's cheers the Halcyon. Let's do it. I'll cheers with my candle. <laughs> <laughs> to buoy tea. Cheers to buoy tea. Cheers, everyone. Drink it, Dana. There goes that right there. Halcyon mm. lightsaber. Nice. Yeah. I don't have a blade, but I got the saber. It's my favorite one. It's beautiful. Dude, so here's the thing. Maybe they'll still have them and maybe I can buy another, but I wanted to like mod this, get somebody to make this a uh, um, a NeoPixel. But Ooh. now J-Moo's I feel blades. differently. There's someone who sells them, who sells a blade. You don't have to mod the saber, but it's a modded blade. Oh, you told me about this. And it's expensive. Yes. It's almost 400 bucks for a blade, but you put it in there and it just the on and off button is your toggle and you can it's a neopixel mm-hmm. it exists dude all right i want to learn how to make it myself so that's maybe, the plan maybe that's the move is i learn how to make that's them the and give you one of my failed experiments all right <laughs> deal i accept all right you guys need to shout out anything before we go sarah steven uh go listen to or watch princess and scoundrel on youtube or any podcast app we don't cry as much over there i only <laughs> cry exclusively on think the maker that's where I get it all out. That's, that's where so you get emo the over stuff. here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obvious wow. reasons. So yeah, check out the latest episode. Uh, if you do want to cry though, every Tuesday night on my gym, oh, yeah. we hang out. So <laughs> there's a, there you go. We can cry or just fall asleep midstream. Either way. <laughs> uh, but every Tuesday night, there's a watch party going on late night, roughly 10:30 or 11 p.m. every Tuesday. So come hang out on the Dano channel every week. Nice. And before we go, I did start a Discord server for the radio show that I do. You could find all that info on my Instagram. MoshIsley.com is the place you need to go as soon as humanly possible to get Mosh Isley merch bundles. Sarah's wearing mm-hmm. the shirt. It's an exclusive shirt that you can only get as a pre-order in a merch bundle. There's another version for the, the tier just above that. That ends in a matter of days, the 31st. Mm-hmm. Because we, you know, we need time to get the shirts printed. We also have to collect sizes from everyone. It's it's a bunch of work that we need to do between the end of this month and the twenty first of July when the event actually happens. Mm-hmm. Mosh Eisley, San Diego at San Diego Comic Con, adjacent to San Diego Comic Con. That's a better way to say that. Mm-hmm. Tickets will still be on sale after these merch bundles are done, but just tickets. And then we will have some merch there, but it's it's not going to be as cool. Different. Yeah, little <laughs> yellow. Different. Speaking of merch, so. Oh yeah! He, shout out. He Creative uh, made this Halcyon design. You could get it on T Public. Uh, just search for Little Sparks, and you'll see it pop up. And all of the profits go to Make a Wish. 
Nice. I know they've sold or about to hit the like thousand shirt mark. So dope. Pretty cool. That's really tight. I got a black and a white one. Nice. I want to blow the doors off the white one though and wear that on stage. Uh-huh. <laughs> As is tradition. All right. Thanks for being here, everyone. Patrons, thanks for being with us. Sarah, thanks for crying. Dano, thanks for crying. Tears were a paid and actor. Nick, Steven, I'm a little disappointed in each I'm, of you. I cried. I'm, I'm a robot, so it's You're not going to be hard. invited back on the show. <laughs> I have my tissues here. Is this your first time on Think the Maker? Uh, I think so. No. You should have cried. I squeezed in. You're not coming oh, back. Dang it. <laughs> I'm confirm. I'm just. This is just confirming that I'm a Sith because I just. I'm. I'm furious. I'm enraged. Yeah. Uh, I have anger. I have anger in me. That's why you say there's no benefit in being happy when other people are happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it all comes around. We got to end convinced. it with the tabuite. Yes. I know we cheers already, but we didn't tabuite. Okay, Dano. I'll do it. Everyone, thanks for listening. Patrons, thanks for being patrons. Patreon.com/slash Thank the Maker Pod if you want all the new benefits, including completely ad-free feed of the podcast as well as a bunch of merch and all kinds of stuff go check it out everyone thanks for being here i love you all and until next week if you enjoy thank the maker you can support us by following and leaving a review on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen or you can support us directly at patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod, where you can get access to our Discord server, exclusive content, exclusive merch, our recording live stream, and more. Our patrons quite literally make Thank the Maker possible. <laughs>